Hey everybody, Rion here, your honest IT advisor from Market Dimension. And today I'd like to talk about coronavirus. And the question that I need to ask you is, is your computer infected by the coronavirus? So you, you might think, why am I asking this? Uh, it's impossible for a computer to be infected by the coronavirus, um, as it only affects human beings or something with a heartbeat. Um, it can't infect your computer. Well, that's the thing, is, can it? So obviously, software can't be infected by the coronavirus, but think about the times that you use your computer. And let's talk about how the coronavirus is spread. So news reports all over the world report that the biggest form of spread through, for the coronavirus is through airborne transfer. Um, they state that the um, droplets, uh, if somebody coughs or sneezes, um, somebody that's infected with the coronavirus, those droplets travel through air, and if it's inhaled by you, then you can be infected. And these droplets, whether they are inhaled by you or whether they land on some surface, can be active from a couple of hours to a couple of days. So let me pose this to you. Um, when last did somebody else work on your computer? Okay, so literally thinking about the assembly of your computer. It can be a brand new computer coming from your local supplier, hopefully IP dimension. But think about where that computer was assembled. So if we think about parts being shipped from all over the world, components, um, if, if we think about motherboard that's got microchips on it, CPU on it, RAM modules on it, many of those components don't come from the same factory. They are manufactured in factories all over the world. And those microchips are shipped then for assembly onto a motherboard at one factory and then shipped to another factory to be assembled into the actual chassis of the notebook. Um, and then further assembled up, up until the time that it reaches your supplier and the supplier sells it on to you. Okay, so think about this. You're, the person that assembles the, the notebook could be infected with the coronavirus. And if that person sneezes or coughs um, or, you know, loses some bodily fluid onto your brand new computer, your computer might just be carrying that virus. It's something to think about and it's something to be serious about. So think about touch-enabled notebooks. So if you're not worried about the assembly part of your, your notebook or your computer, um, remember that the newer type of operating systems are optimized for touch, which means it's optimized for sharing. Um, if, if you think about uh, previous versions of Windows, that was tile-enabled. Um, so if, if you need to show a presentation to somebody um, and put your notebook into presentation mode and you swipe left or swipe right on your presentation and let's say for, for instance one of your audience members need to go back one slide and that audience member touches your notebook screen. So that's transferal, right? Think about a tablet for instance. Um, how many times have you been to a place or a, a customer or client where you needed to get connection to their Wi-Fi 
and that person doesn't want to tell you what the Wi-Fi password is, so you hand over your notebook or your tablet to that person, and they insert the password for you. Again, so either the screen is touched or the keyboard is touched, whichever interface device you use, and doing that, the virus can spread. So your computer can actually be infected by the coronavirus. Okay, think about traveling. So you might think that your notebook is in your possession the whole time when you're making use of airlines, for instance. And that is true, it's, it's in your backpack, but when you get to the scanners, they ask you to remove your notebook and put it into a container when it goes through the scanners. Now, that container that's handed to you is handled by a human being, okay? And that container had notebooks and other digital devices in it before you used it. Yeah, so that's a definite problem. And that could be a major spread of the virus. Let's think about telephones, cell phones, borrowing your phone, allowing somebody to make a, a telephone call on your phone. Just by speaking, there is already mic micro droplets moving from your mouth. And those can be caught in your mobile or your telephone device's microphone. That's scary. I'm, I'm a, a bit scared while I sit here and talk to you about this. Okay, so how do we combat this? And the problem is there, there is no known cure at this stage in time for the coronavirus. Okay, so how do we try and combat this? So you can get kits online or through IP Dimension cleaning kits that you can use to clean your mobile devices. And um, I don't want to venture a guess by saying that that's going to resolve the problem, but it is going to reduce the risk. Okay, so by saying that, I'm not saying that you should now use a ski mask and, and put yourself in a bubble when traveling around and, and using your notebook and, and your digital devices, but you need to be vigilant. Uh, you need to be aware of these risks and be aware of to who you are sharing your devices with um, and where they've been, who they've been in contact with. So speaking of viruses in general, when last do you have your computer checked? Yeah, so you might think, yeah, it, it auto-checks, right? Um, many people disable the auto-check function because it slows down the computer, especially if you have uh, checks enabled to scan files before they're opened on your computer. So every time you open a file, it first needs to go through the antivirus program, it scans it for infections, and if it's clean, it releases the file to memory, and then you can access it. But that slows down file access, so many people disable it, right? So go and make sure that your antivirus is enabled, even if it means that you need to enable file scanning on open. Another aspect that you need to consider is updates on your antivirus program. So the standard antivirus programs shipped with computers are probably not sufficient. If it says that it's a free edition or that it's a trial version, you might as well not have an antivirus installed on your computer. Also remember, if you're connected to a business network, you cannot use a home antivirus or home edition of your antivirus provider. 
you need to have a business edition. And there are specific reasons for this. Remember that business antiviruses are programmed and set to check for network drives, network shares, network accessible files, certain um, attacks on your physical computer network, uh, which the home editions of antiviruses usually do not scan for. They are primarily concerned with internet pages being visited and emails coming in. So you need to make sure that you are amply covered uh, through the antivirus system that you use. I can think of a couple of antivirus systems and, and one of those that come to mind are Kaspersky, let's think about ESET, Defender, Symantec or Norton. So which one do you use? And when last did you make an effort to change your antivirus program to another service provider? Unfortunately, we become confident and we become compliant with the antivirus systems that we use. And that's probably one of the biggest risks when using an antivirus program. Uh, you cannot let scanning of your computer and protection of your computer over to a physical piece of software running on your computer. You need to do your due diligence as well. You need to take part and read up on your antivirus provider. Kaspersky has been rated number one in the world for a couple of years. Uh, ESET followed them very closely, Bitdefender also very closely. Um, and you need to go and determine what your needs are for the antivirus. Do you need something that's going to put your computer into stealth mode? Um, depends on what sites you're going to visit or um, what networks you're going to try and access. So first off, go and determine your need. And then secondly, go and determine if your existing antivirus is ample. If it caters for the areas that you move to, the locations that you access, the websites that you visit, emails that you open up. Think about the percentage guaranteed protection that your antivirus provider gives you. So I can confidently say if anybody tells you that they can give you 100% virus protection, they're lying. Okay, why can I confidently say this? Good. So antivirus providers scan for certain patterns. So virus first off is a, a piece of software that infiltrates your computer and that software has a specific signature. Okay, so antivirus providers look for that signature and there are thousands of signatures in viruses. I mean, if, if we try and establish how many viruses, computer viruses there are in the world, we'd never stop counting. And that's the thing is developers and hackers and crackers continuously develop new viruses. They are looking for new entry points into your computer and into your networks, into your servers. So a new signature is released with every new virus. So if an antivirus provider, such as Kaspersky or ESET, maybe the Defender, if they scan for known signatures and a new signature is released, and obviously that system is going to be infected first before the antivirus can catch it, right? So the 
developers need to scan your system, look for heuristics, look for that signature, and then try and write a patch or a software update for your antivirus program to combat that specific new virus. So many companies and, and clients have fallen victim to viruses. And especially now with the focus being on ransomware, people lose focus of viruses. But viruses still play a major role in computer security. And you can never overlook the harm that a virus can cause to your computer and to your network as well. So go and read up. Do a bit of due diligence. Do your, your research on your antivirus providers. Go and check, see if it protects your software amply. What time does it take your antivirus provider to release updates for your antivirus software? How long do they take to react to a new virus that was released? When last did you read something on their forums where they discuss a virus outbreak and what they did to prevent that outbreak? So you need to stay abreast of your antivirus provider. Make sure that they are actively in the security market, that they contribute to combating viruses and ransomware and trojans and all security hacks and cracks and breaches. And make sure that, that you know how your antivirus program works and that it is providing ample cover to your system. Remember that you are responsible for your computer. You are responsible for the security on your computer. Be educated about it. Go and read up about it and make sure that you're protected. So that's my podcast for today. And this was episode five. I'm happy to report that we've got new listeners from Brazil. Welcome to you and thank you for listening. And as always, I would like to invite you to send your comments and your feedback to marketing at hypedimension.net. It comes directly to me. And thank you so much for the feedback that I've received thus far. Have a great day.